Welcome to the Post Up. This is your new weekly NBA show from the Gold Boy Sports Network, where three friends will cover everything from the association. With only three weeks, fuck me. <laughs> you got you a case of the willies. Fucking hell. I do. I'm nervous like Dylan. <laughs> Shit. With only three days, Alex. Keep that in there, producer Alex. With only three days left of the NBA season, we'll cover our playoff picture here the final play in games we're going to be happening soon we'll go over our end of season awards and we'll close this thing out with a quick this or that from dylan and then yes we will have our second ever post up parlay before we get into all that quick introductions first off main man standing at five foot one dolan what's up dude Not much. Just trying to sift through the NBA tonight. And I mean, I, I can't even describe the monstrosity of a performance I just watched the Orlando Magic have. Uh, I can't describe the performance that the Sixers are currently having. Uh, and then the, the tankathon between the Blazers and the Spurs is just a sight to behold. It, it's, uh, this is this is a hell of a night to do the show on because these games are, are pretty much comedy. Electric. Point. Electric. How are the bets going tonight? Good? Not good? Uh, super good so far. We'll see love how the night finishes out. Absolutely love to hear that. I know this is a basketball show, but if you have not been watching the golf, need to get on that. Need to get on that. Please watch second the up. Ma- oh yeah, please watch the Masters. Second up here, main man, resident Boston fan. If you are a Boston fan as well, follow this guy on Twitter at Dillbond00 because he needs way more Boston friends. Because Dolan and I definitely don't give a shit. Dylan Bond, what's up, dude? Hello, hello. Uh, Michael, go ahead and ask me about how my bets are going tonight. How are your bets going tonight, Dylan? Dylan is uh, not a gambler, but he's, he decided to get back into it because we started doing this show. <laughs> Dylan, how are? Tell, please tell the people how you started getting back into this the other day by putting up three <laughs> of the worst parlays possible. Go ahead. Um, well, I don't even remember what they were, but they did not go well. I think I've made six bets since I started doing it, and I hit one, and that one was last night, the Celtics spread against oh, toronto right. yeah um but i've got that all i've got portland money line tonight so <laughs> let's go that all changes tonight on the second ever post up parlay post up my parlay. name is michael willis i am your resident detroit fan i guess life's not too great right now but we're probably gonna get the number one overall pick possibly gonna get victor Wimbanyama. definitely not none of that's gonna happen because we're detroit probably gonna end up with the fifth pick and then all of this is for absolutely nothing that does not matter, though, boys. Let's talk about this Eastern Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Playoffs. Hell yeah, by all means. Okay. Uh, before we get into the Eastern Conference Playoffs and, and seedings and everything like that, we kind of wanted to do a quick run-through on the plan. I believe this is year two, boys, correct? Oh, yeah. Of the plan. Yeah, okay. So if you're not familiar, I actually really like this change. I didn't really like it at the time when they proposed it. Um, I, I think it's, it makes for a really, really... Uh, interesting three days of NBA. Basically, the gist is the seventh and eighth place teams in the East and West play. The winner of that game gets the seventh seed. The ninth and, and tenth place teams, they play. The loser goes home. Uh, your entire season is done in, in the course of one game. The winner of that game plays the loser of the seven, eight. 
And then whoever wins that game gets the eighth seed and finalizes the playoff standings um, and seeding. So uh, this will all take place April 14th through the, uh, I'm sorry, April 11th through the 14th next week, which I believe is Tuesday through perhaps Friday. Um, and then the actual playoffs start on April 15th, the following day. So uh, next week should be really, really fun plans. Uh, I think a really good idea. I think it's a really nice change for the NBA and, uh, I, I welcome it. It's it should be really fun to watch. It should be really fun to bet on if you're a better like myself. So um, very excited to see how this unfolds. This is the third year, correction. Yeah, third year. Is that I was right? gonna say it's third year. Yeah, we'll get better. It started in 2019, 2020. Dylan, what is your what have been your thoughts on the uh, play in tournament so far? I mean, I've always been a big fan of it. I've heard a lot of people complain about it, but most of the people that have complained are the people that are that are the eighth seed or seventh seed and then end up losing and not making it. Um, but I think that uh, when you have high stakes games like that, win or go home, it's just super entertaining and you just, you cannot enjoy that the high stakes. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes, yeah, it makes the game a whole lot better. I think it started, I, mem- I remember the narrative. It started because, uh, you know, LeBron was like the ninth seed. It was like, Oh, he's going to get LeBron in the playoffs with the Lakers. I think that was how this whole, I, I can't remember that. I feel like that's, that's correct. But plan is, uh, Playing's fucking electric. I can't wait for this, especially out in the West. This should be is it's pretty much the play in right now for the West. Yeah, pretty much. This this shit is really, really close. Anything can happen in this last little bit. You ain't kidding. Before we go into the West, let's talk about the East, though. Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and we the Knicks, right? Those five teams are pretty much set in their spots, don't we think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Cleveland are guaranteed to play each other. Um, so, you know, we, we know that'll be a first round series and, um, I don't know if anything else can be shaken up. I, maybe Philly can catch. No, uh, they can't. Boston. It's clinch. Boston clinch no, second. They, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. I'm sitting here standing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, the top five. Top five are done. Yeah. So yeah, we're really looking at, you know, the, the next team in the Nets or the Heat is really what we're looking at here. Nets have the Magic and the 76ers to close out their season. And the Heat have the 76ers, Wizards, and Orlando. They are currently stomping the shit out of Philadelphia. 114-83. Dolan, how many points does Embiid have? Uh, I don't know because we got onto the show. He had 19... 21. Awesome. He has 21 points. That's awesome. That under... done for the night. At under a 33 and a half is looking absolutely fucking beautiful, man. Actually, it was 31 and a half. That's fucking gorgeous. Love that, dude. <laughs> Love that. Um, that's, that's, what do we think about dude, it? Is with those with those games coming up, we're watching how the Heat are killing the 76ers right now. They have the Wizards in Orlando next. The Nets have the Magic in the 70s. Are the Nets winning right now? Nets aren't playing. Nets aren't playing, yeah. Who's Orlando playing right now? Uh, Orlando lost to Cleveland. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. They, they benched their entire team and lost. Uh, that's right. So the Nets have the Nets have the Magic and the 76ers. So out of those two teams, Heat with the Wizards in Orlando and then the Nets with Magic and the 76ers. Too much Orlando in there. I'm getting too too confused. Who who do we think is coming out? It, it, I I think the Nets. The Nets only need one game. Yeah, they they win the next game. They've clinched sixth spot. I think the Nets are going to get it against a Magic team that is not very good and has absolutely nothing to play for. What do you think, Dolan? Dylan. Yeah, they, they they just officially punted uh, tonight. They, oh yeah, uh, I guess we'll call it rested. I don't know what else you want to call it. Um, but they went down Fultz, Harris, uh, Wagner, Banchero, Carter. So their entire starting five unit was all rested or you know made up injuries, whatever you want to call it. So 
I mean, they full out punted the night they wanted to give experience to their young guys, which there's not that many notable players, but uh, I mean, they had a guy named Scrub who played. That's how bad it is over there in Orlando. <laughs> that's a classic dad. It's not as that's an actual person, but it's a classic opening for a dad joke from Dolan. If you don't know, Dolan is the absolute king of dad jokes. Dylan's getting there. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think? You think Nets keep it where it's at, or uh, you think? Um, Miami catches them. I think Miami's like getting good at the right time. I just think there's too much space for them to catch it. I think it's pretty much set that Brooklyn's going to be and good on them. I mean, everyone thought they were going to fall out and definitely be in the, at least the play in after the trade they made. But I mean, they had some the right people step up and get some wins. But I think definitely Brooklyn yeah. stays the sixth seed. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I like it where it's at. Nets and the Heat staying at uh, six and seven. I don't think the Heat are in danger of getting caught by Atlanta. Mm-mm. I think that eight, nine, ten could shake up a bit let's talk about that real quick atlanta has again philly plays a lot of these teams atlanta has the 76ers and then boston that at home to the sixers and then at boston that is a rough two games for atlanta to go into the play-in maybe because i don't know if dylan you gotta get your take in a second is boston gonna sit people on that toronto are at boston and then play milwaukee that's an even again if they if these guys sit that could be a really bad one and then chicago has at dallas and then at home to detroit who don't give a fuck anymore so well, let's start with atlanta real quick 76ers in boston your two teams any chance we got a uh uh rematch no ben simmons this time dolan but uh, atlanta <laughs> and 76ers uh, i mean i think when we when we sit and stare at that game um perhaps this would be an opportunity for doc to throw all our all of our guys on the bench and uh, just let the Furcon Corkmazes and the Paul Reeds of the world uh, get their run. Let Joel get some fucking rest for once, get let, uh, Harden get his rest. Um, so I don't know. I, if anything, I almost feel like the Hawks are in a decent position because they play two teams that don't care, which I'm sure is the case for several of these guys, but um, you know, they, they could reasonably see a rested Sixers team followed by a rested Boston team here. So they might be in pretty good position. Dylan, what do you think about Atlanta taking on the 76 or then rolling over to Beantown? Yeah, I, th- I mean, that's what I would say. The Celtics are definitely going to arrest people against – they play Toronto tomorrow and they play on Sunday against Atlanta, and they're going to sit people one of those two games. Um, I don't know which one. Um, the Celtics are in a weird spot because they obviously will play the winner of the play-in. So, like, if they – if depending how it looks, they who they sit and who they not, it could, could determine who is in the play-in. So, they can – I mean, still, they would have to obviously beat Miami. But um, I think – the Celtics would definitely sit somebody. I think Atlanta is going to end up keeping it because I think the Celtics will play their starters tomorrow, at least some of their starters tomorrow, and win, and then they'll rest in Atlanta. That's my thought, or against Atlanta. Chicago's stuck there at 10. They can't, no matter what, they could, if, if Atlanta and Toronto lose all their games and Chicago wins both of theirs, they still can't catch. Uh, there's nothing that Chicago can do there. The only thing they'll do is switch with nine. They'll play Toronto. That's it. That's the only thing that Chicago could really do. And this will be an interesting one at the end, man. I think I think we're going to see a lot of what we're seeing right now in the East. We, we said it last week. If you didn't listen, go back and listen to that. But we talked about how this this Eastern Conference is pretty much set where it's at. I don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of big, ridiculous changes here in the next two games, uh, or remaining two games for these teams. Chicago has... You would say Chicago has the easiest run. Just actually, no, they wouldn't. Dallas is going to be wanting to get that win, so Chicago is going to most likely to be going up against a Dallas team that gives a shit. Atlanta yeah. and Toronto, like you two just said, they're playing the 76ers, Boston, Boston, and Milwaukee. Like these, these are the three teams at the top that don't need this game at all. So, 
I think it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I think you'll get two wins out of Atlanta and Toronto. They'll stay where they're at. Then Chicago will lose one to Dallas, and then probably beat Detroit, who do not want to win a game at all. Even though we no, they don't. That. No, they don't. Even though we've locked up the worst uh, record in the league, uh, they do not want to win a game at all. Congrats on that, by the way. That's that's a I huge didn't even know that. I hope you're proud of your guys. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. I'm about tired of it. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm about tired of it. You know, you talked earlier, Dolan, about this or you know this Orlando team sitting everybody. This is 100 percent your fault. Look what you, you your scum organization has done. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Can't stand. It. I can't stand. Sure, it. sure. Blame the Sixers, even though yeah. it's been happening for decades. Uh, nope, it's the Sixers. Fault. Here we go. That's right. That's right. All right. So we've got we've we've got the East pretty much set right now. The big question I feel, and you guys can come at me if I'm wrong on this, does this Eastern Conference play-in actually matter? The Heat, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, do any of these teams pose a legit threat? I know everybody's probably going to say, look what the Heat just did tonight to the 76ers. Yeah. There's nothing really. Do the, do the 76ers have anything to play for tonight? I don't believe so. No, they yeah, don't. Exactly. I don't think they're, they're, they're stuck no. at three. Does yeah. does the Eastern Conference play in actually matter? I mean, the games matter, yes, but do the results matter? Do any of these four teams pose any genuine threat to anybody at the top in the Eastern Conference? Not necessarily. Um, uh, you already you already answered the question in a, to a certain extent. Uh, the Heat would be the biggest threat. Uh, Jimmy Butler in, in the playoffs can be kind of a, a freaky man. Although, if, I mean, if you look through his his career, he's never really had postseason wins but you know he's still a dangerous person to, to see in the postseason I think that the second scariest team I guess you could say would be the Raptors the Hawks just don't play any defense man I, I don't I'm not sure I mean Trey would kind of have to carry them the Jonte Murray Trey Young duo has always been kind of funky to me so um but the, you know they're giving up 117 a game <laughs> it's it's hard to win in the playoffs when you just have when you try and outscore everybody so I don't have too much faith in the Hawks, but I do have a little tiny bit of, I guess I'll, I'll call it wonder in the Raptors. I don't necessarily have faith in them, but um, they have talent there. I mean, they have legit, uh, you know, they're they're six deep of, of pretty damn good players and they're eight deep of, of a, a playoff rotation. And um, this this team could possibly make noise. I think the Yaka Pirtle trade was, was, was nice. You know, that'll at least help a little bit. That way they don't have to start Pascal Siakam against Embiid or, Brooke Lopez slash Giannis or you know Celtics go kind of five out anyway. So uh, that, that would actually be a really intriguing matchup to see Toronto versus Celtics. So I kind of hope we do see that at some point. But, you know, Toronto is legit tomorrow. talent. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Toronto has legit talent. Some of these guys have won before. So um, John, I don't want to talk about that, actually. Fuck that. <laughs> Why? Well, that game went around. Uh, against- there uh, we go. Yeah. I think they are interesting. I'll say I I don't think they'll lay down and die by any means. Um, I, I think they'll they could give a team a little bit of a scare in the first round, and I don't really feel that same way about the Hawks and uh, Michael. You mentioned it last episode that the Bulls, you know, more power to them. They made this ten seed. They're in the postseason. There's no team in the, in the league. I think I'd, I I wouldn't want to be worse. I I don't know exactly how to say that, but. Uh, there's there's no team in the league that I would be like more devastated to be a fan of than Chicago. They are in absolute purgatory with these contracts, and there's no young talent. There's just nothing, man. And Don't Demar worry. Rosen, everybody is kinda, agrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I don't need to sell too many people, probably not even Chicago fans. So uh, I don't see the, the Bulls as too much of a threat, although I do have to pay some respects to their defense in the second half of the season. has been really good. Um, but ter- Toronto and Miami are well, can make things interesting, I think, is the extent that I'll take that. Toronto with a possible uh, defensive player of the year on their team. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Stay tuned for that. Dylan, thoughts on these um, four teams in the uh, Eastern? Do you think any one of them pose a real threat? And how do you feel about – because right now it's Miami and Atlanta in that play-in. I believe that's going to stay that way. I believe Miami get that dub fairly easily. So how do you feel about playing Miami in that first round possibly? Um, So I don't want to play Miami. Like I said, I think that whoever the Celtics end up playing, I think they'll end up – advancing regardless who it is um but miami's gonna make it a harder series atlanta's been hot like they've been they've been playing they finally starting to get seem like the mesh a little bit um so uh and i do think that trey young is capable of winning a game with his i mean you saw him against the knicks two years ago i mean ice trey um so i think that either one of them could make it an entertaining series but i think the harder series would definitely end up being Miami and then I kind of agree with the Toronto thing but um one thing I saw about Toronto last night is the only person on Toronto against the Celtics last night with a positive plus minus was Jacob Pirtle and they rested him towards the end so I don't know what Nick Nurse is doing uh, it seems like he's on his way out if anything but uh, that's a different conversation I mean Fred Van Fleet was one for 12 from three yesterday so atrocious shout, shout out Nate he's he He's one of those guys that um, I, I cannot, I, for whatever reason, betting-wise, I, I can't catch that guy on a good night, Van Vliet. I think it's one of your better guys, Dolan. Am I wrong on that? Uh, he's been pretty good to me, uh, mostly earlier in the season, but uh, I haven't touched him as much recently. Yeah. Back to back to Dylan's, you know, Miami and Atlanta thing. Atlanta has been getting hot a little here lately. What do you think about, I mean, Trey Young's game, Dylan, you think, I mean, that's that's tailor-made for the playoffs. He's not really built for the regular season, is he? I, I'd say, I mean, he's had some good years. I mean, if you look at his shooting percentage, it's not great. I think it's right around league average. Um, but he just seems to hit big shots. And obviously the biggest platform in the NBA is in the playoffs. So, um, And he likes that stage. But uh, I do think that like going to the um, 9-10 matchup, I don't think Chicago is going to do anything. Even though like if you look at their starting lineup, isn't it's pretty similar to what it was last year. And what they were the fourth four seed last year, I think. They're right there in the middle. They're a weird team. Yeah, I don't They're understand. Weird I don't team. get what happened to them, but I don't know if it's six seed last year. Six seed? Okay. Yep. Um, so they've fallen off, obviously. But yeah, it's a weird team. But Lonzo's been hurt for four years, it seemed like too. So Yeah. Poor Lonzo. Yeah, yeah. yeah poor what shame. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. I don't think nine or ten ends up I think it's gonna stay the how the rankings are, I think. So I think Atlanta will end up playing Milwaukee, and I think that Miami will end up doing playing boston but i really want atlanta to play boston yeah do we are, are we given uh are we not giving enough credit to all these cleveland and knicks fans are we giving no credit to this series cleveland at new york that's actually should be a fun series no i think it'll be a blast i mean a, a big factor obviously would be if julius randall is is playing in that game which i don't really have an update on that so um but i think that'll be a really nice series i, I think i talked a little bit uh last episode about I kind of like the Cavs and how they're set up. I think they they play good defense. They control the pace of the game, and they have a guy that they can look to 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 get them a bucket when they really need it. So, um, you know, I think they can make a little bit of noise in this in this Eastern Conference. I think that when you're looking at the first round of the East, every other series except for the Knicks uh, Knicks Cavs series 
it's the only one that's super watchable, I'd say. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good series, both entertaining teams to watch, both dogs, dogfight. Um, I think that, I mean, the 4-5 series a lot of times usually ends up being the best one, but I mean, that's going to be a really good series to watch. If 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 it was up to me, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have Boston and Miami. I think that could be a fun series. This Philadelphia and Brooklyn series, I, I, man, I just <laughs> don't see any way that Brooklyn win this game. I'd love it to happen. I just... I can't see Brooklyn coming out and pulling a shocker out here. Would be hilarious. And if they do, make sure you tune into that very next podcast because yeah, Dylan I and I be <laughs> yes, right. Dylan and I will be insufferable for Dolan. Uh that Milwaukee and I believe Toronto will take it over Chicago. That Milwaukee Toronto series should be interesting. I don't I just don't Toronto just don't have enough. They just don't have enough to take on Milwaukee. That Cleveland Knicks series should be fun, man. And that could be a team Again, to all you fans out there that are thinking that we're, we're we're skipping your squad over there in Cleveland and New York, th- those t- those are two teams that could do something. Again, I don't think they got enough, but they could do something. It is shaping out for a couple good games here in the Eastern Conference Finals. Minus, I mean, Eastern Conference minus one of these games. Yeah, for sure. And and something that's pretty interesting about the Knicks is um, in this late season with Julius Randle out, they got to see. You know, what guys can step up? What guys can do this and that? And last game, they had three guys score mm-hmm. 30 or more points. Quick, they had 39. Uh, Toppin had 30-something. And uh, Grimes had 30-something. And Grimes has come on to the scene, man. I mean, he probably start, started starting, if you will, uh, midseason. Um, and he was just a very infrequent three and uh, D guy. And, man, he has, he has stepped up his game big time. Um, and he started becoming a lot more aggressive even before Randall got hurt. So, um, you know, he, he's he's going to be a big, I won't call it an addition because he's been there the whole time, but this added confidence and this added, like, uh, aggression, I think, will, will could uh, pay big dividends for them. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've hit it a few times, but I'm excited for this series. I think I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks. I think it will definitely be something worth t- tuning into. Yeah, this Knicks team, it, it fun. One for – stay tuned for that summertime after all this is over because that Knicks team is going to be one to watch this summer if they add another piece there. They could be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. Before we move on to the West, let me hear it, boys. Eastern Conference Finals, as it stands right now, I know there's a lot of games to play. What does your heart tell you? What are you feeling? I'll tell you what I think first because you two have actual dogs in this fight. I believe Milwaukee, Boston, Eastern Conference Finals. It's funny because I could sit here and say Philly and Milwaukee, and I don't know if my entire body agrees with that, but uh, I always have kind of said in the back of my head, if my team stands a chance, which I, I think there is, you know, there's a chance. They're, they're a good team. Um, you know, I have to at least pick them to go semi-far. So I want to go Bucks and Sixers here. I'll have to go Bucks celtics <laughs> You don't say. Yeah, I, I really, really was so close to saying Cleveland Celtics to be different, but I just uh, Bucks are too good. Can't, 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 can't see anybody there upsetting Milwaukee in that side of the bracket. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. and it'll be really interesting now that Philly completely owns Boston to see how yeah. this uh, <laughs> how this postseason goes. Joel is Adam's father. <laughs> yeah, con- congrats. Beat him one out of four times. Pretty impressive. But help. What a fucking performance from Joel. Yeah, that was that. yeah, that was impressive. Half of the team's points, 52? Mm-hmm. 52, I believe. 52 points. Does that equal wins in the playoffs? We'll, we'll, we'll soon find out for sure. Indeed we will. Phenomenal player, Joel Embiid. Really is. I, I don't say this to Dolan often because... Dolan sucks. You know, fuck the, yeah, fuck the 76ers. But 
Uh, Joel Embiid is a is a such a uh, such a phenomenal talent. Philadelphia has wasted him. Don't uh, please you will not want to miss when the when the 76ers get bounced from this playoffs because <laughs> I will I will tell you all the reasons why it is not a surprise. I will want to miss that actually. <laughs> let's uh let's let's move on to the Western Conference for, uh, playoff picture where it is sig- significantly more going on here. We brought it up last week, Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix. Those teams are pretty much set where they're at i mean if we could have a we could it's, it's it's basketball we could have a bunch of surprises here but those teams are pretty much set where they're at let's just say let's just say that they stay one through four there you then have five through 12 and i say 12 because utah sitting at 12 which they are currently losing 45 to 29 to the okay the thunder this is actually a big game going on right now yeah they're they're out of it i'm i'm putting them in out of respect but they know that they're out of it. We've got. Let me start with the Clippers here at five. This is going to be a lot to unpack here. Do you want to start from the bottom? Or you start from the top, actually. Start from the top, want. man. You already called it out. All right, done, 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 done. All right, Clippers at at five right here. They have home versus Portland, and then at the Suns. Interesting. This Portland game is nothing. Portland don't give a shit. The Suns, yeah. though, that could be an interesting one because as of right now. That is the team that they would play in the first round of the playoffs. 45, 44 wins for the Suns, 42 for the Clippers. They could catch them, but the only thing that would do would swap them four and five. This game possibly doesn't matter. You think we see any? We definitely won't see any starters for the Clippers because that's not their MO. The Suns, though, they'll probably want to get their guys together. What do you guys think? I think, I th- I think I'm going to go first, Owen. I'm going first. I think uh, Phoenix definitely are going to play their starters because they're going to want as many minutes with those guys as possible. Um, and obviously, Portland doesn't matter. And like I said, Clippers will probably end up resting their starters on that one. So I do think uh, that series is going to be good if it stays that way. But we'll jump down to six real quick. Golden State is close to Clippers too, aren't they? Was it like they like a game back? A game back, a game back. At, yeah, which 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 is going to be interesting because Golden State, and we'll get back to the Clippers in a second, deal. But Golden State have the at the Kings and then at Portland. That is, like they could be caught there. But if if we stayed there with the Clippers, if they stayed right where they're at, they're looking at this last two games. Are you thinking they get two wins? You think they get one win? Clippers and most important question, Dylan: Do they have any actual starters? The Clippers. So I think they do. Looking at that again, they're going to want to keep the five seed, uh, so they're going to play the starters uh, against the Suns and. I try to duke it out there um, just so Golden State doesn't catch them for that reason. Because like I said, Golden State, the Kings aren't really playing for anything. They're going to be kind of lackluster playing. And then Portland, obviously, is Portland. So I think with the that's with the Warriors. So I think that Clippers will be playing starters both those games. Yeah, sure. Which excludes Paul George, of course. Still. Yeah, I want to see Paul George how, back. How, how long is he? Uh, he's out for another week and a half, two weeks? We don't know don't yet, know. do we? Yeah, still not a great update on that as, as we stand tonight that's awful i mean this is it, when this clippers team actually bows out of the playoffs is this going to be the worst you know is, is this going to be one of the biggest letdowns in nba history this clippers team uh i, I don't know if i'd go that far um and i think Kawhi and pg may still kind of stick it out for at least another year because we haven't really gotten i mean man we've barely seen them together which is such a shaming Kawhi was working his way back from the ACL. He finally got back and started playing, you know, 38, 40 minutes with Paul George for a few games. Then George goes down for like, I don't know. I, I feel like their, their minds have to be so curious of what 
could be with this team. Um, I think that they'll see another season through together. Obviously, this is all kind of hypothetical stuff, um, but I, I can't imagine they break this up just yet. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it anything catastrophic like that. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. And when they started the season, I, I remember looking at this roster, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember your pick for yeah. the, the championship. I believe uh, th- I- this team had serious depth and, and they still do have quite a bit of depth and they did they had a really good deadline adding uh eric gordon bones highland mason Plumley. um really only westbrook. getting rid of uh yeah yeah sorry geez and and westbrook really only getting rid of uh john wall <laughs> yeah thank you goodness i couldn't think of his name yeah <laughs> yeah uh, getting rid of john wall uh good old john wall. yeah he has a he has a dance <laughs> good for him he made it he has a dance yeah, good, for him. good for him but yeah I, I the gist of it is i don't think i i would call this anything catastrophic when they do inevitably get bounced but uh man there, there was so much potential to, in this team and I, and I guess there still is a little bit of potential but uh yeah you don't gotta uh, tell me if you guys don't know what uh, dolan's alluding to there is i i made a very bold prediction at the very beginning of the season on the phone with dylan called dolan probably right after that and was like this is it this is the year the clippers finally put it together and they make a legit run at this thing and then immediately pretty much an hour later because this was the very first like tip off opening day an hour later it comes out Kawhi leonard resting first game i was like what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here so Let's move on. Don't, Dylan, Dylan said it a little while ago. This Golden State team can absolutely catch. The Lakers can catch. There's a couple teams here that can catch each other. Now, obviously, we don't know. You know, we got a couple games to play here. But Golden State at the Kings and then at Portland. I don't. Golden State have not proven to be good on the road since the All Star break, and they have two road games here. Again. Yeah, ex- yeah, very true. But you know, it, it's been highlighted since this All Star break that this team has been fucking struggling on the road here. They got two road games: Kings and Portland. Probably two teams that don't care the kings are locked up where they're at they're too busy celebrating this nba championship now that they've gotten to the uh playoffs here and good on them let's get going because i've got a uh let's go i've got let's go judy they did that woman dirty the other week man let's go judy let's go kings we've got a ten dollar ticket out for the kings to win it all let's fuck around win that pizza money uh golden state boys you think golden state true are they i feel like they're gonna stay the lakers to me I'll, i'll give you my take i think the lakers are one to look at because if I know they lost to the Clippers last night, and if you watched that game, I watched half of it. The first half, it was all the Clippers, and I mean, it was pure domination by the Clippers. It, they they were not very good at all. But if, those, if this Lakers team plays the Suns and then they play the Jazz, if they can win both those games, I think the Lakers are one to look at that they could jump up into that into that sixth seed from the seventh seed. I don't think if you're the Lakers and Golden State, you're looking at Sacramento. Are you nervous at all? If you're either one of those teams, Golden State or LA. You don't care about Sacramento, no. Not let's go ahead, Dylan. I'll let you take this one. I mean, yeah, I, Dylan goes first. I've seen so for the Lakers and for Golden State, uh, they both have fairly like mentioned they want to play Sacramento because of travel time. Like they're they're all so close, um, so it would save time and energy with uh, traveling. But I mean, I think that with both of their both the teams like tenure, how long they've both been winning, uh, at least the players in their team. I don't think I think. The seven six, both those teams win the first round against Memphis and maybe not Memphis, but definitely the Kings. Wow, yeah, that's that's big time. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I think whoever draws the Kings in the first round 
uh, at the time is kind of licking their chops. I think if you're going to be a lower seed in the conference and you look up and you get, you get the Kings, uh, you got to be pretty excited. Um, Shout out to the Kings, man. What, what a season. And, and maybe just, maybe they prove us wrong and uh, we shouldn't be shit talking them, but, uh, you know, this, this defense is so bad, mm-hmm. you know, pretty similar to, to what I said about the Hawks earlier. Yeah, it, it's hard to just rely on outscoring teams. Uh, at some point, you got to lock up. And the Kings have shown basically no uh, way of doing that so far. So I think uh, if you're sitting in that region to play them in the first round, you've you got to be pretty excited, especially, I mean, Golden State. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I Golden State might crush them. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. yeah, like, like, I, it's, it's because again, we're not. This is no knock on the Kings at all, but I mean, you're looking at a Kings team who have a lot of guys who have never been in the playoffs. Period. You got like a couple guys that are deep on the bench that have been notable playoff uh, players, like Malik Monk with 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 the Lakers a couple seasons ago. But other than that, you don't really have a whole bunch of dogs on that team that have have been there before. Let's move on to the Pelicans, though, man. Pelicans take on the Knicks at home, and then they're at Minnesota to end the season. It, the the Pelicans, the Lakers, and and Golden State are in this spot that if they just if they win a game and these other two teams slip up, I mean that this this changes drastically. Pelicans could jump all the way to six if they win the, these two games. Are we are we putting this it insane insane? Are we putting we we put any stock in this Pelicans team going into this these two games that into the playoffs? If we get definitive news on Zion. Uh, I'll, I'll say loosely, I'll probably run over to FanDuel or DraftKings and, and sprinkle a little bit on championship. Not necessarily to say I I'll think be, they're going to win. I'll be right behind you. Yeah, I, I can't say they're going to win, but I wouldn't mind sprinkling on a long shot on them. I think the talent is is pretty impressive. And in this time that Zion's gone down, they've had guys step up. Hurt fucking Jones just Jones. scored three points the other day. <laughs> what the fuck is that? He's it's like their six-point uh, defensive guy. And uh, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy is so emerged. I, I do not like UVA. Uh, and I, I watched UVA. I, I got to say, I wasn't really like that blown away. But this man has evolved to an incredible player. I mean, he was in the dunk contest, and he's arguably one of the better spot-up three-point shooters that we have in the game right now. Uh, over the past six weeks, seven weeks, he, you can make a case he's been the most consistent three-point shooter uh, in that span. And when he drives the lane, he can dunk over anyone. So, um, you know, they, they had guys that kind of found their way, found their their role on this team with Zion's absence. So uh, I'd be super intrigued to see him come back, you know, trying to regain your chemistry in the postseason. It sounds like a disaster. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I don't know. I, th- I think they could be a really interesting team to watch at the very least. Uh, the talent is there. The, I like the coaching staff. Uh, Willie Green's doing a, a pretty damn good job. Uh, and if if they can get a generational talent back to start the postseason. Uh, they, they at least got to catch your eye a little bit. This, this team's got a lot of talent on there. Hey, Dolan. I just want to say, uh, Dolan, you said Trey Murphy dunk on anybody. He ain't dunking on me. So I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> hey, Trey, Trey Murphy, uh, six, friend of the podcast. Six foot. Let's go. Friend, yeah, friend yeah, of the show. Podcast. <laughs> Dylan is six foot with like an eight inch vertical. That's body. right. Come, come in this paint. You don't want to. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, the Pelicans, it's so weird because they were like, what was it, like a month stretch? They fell off so hard. And then all of a sudden, it just started clicking again. It's not like they got healthy or anything like that. It just literally it just started clicking. And Brandon Ingram is one of the smoothest players to watch uh, in the NBA. And his 
freaking uh, playmaking has just been the last month has been ridiculous. Um, I th- I think defense doesn't really matter for him. He's just going to make yeah, shots. Like, yeah, he's either going to make it or he's not, and the defense makes no difference. It's kind of incredible. He um, I was uh, listening to something the other day. They were talking about. They said one thing that the Willie Green potentially did is that they they stopped using CJ McCollum as the point guard and you just using Ingram as the playmaking point guard, and that seemed like that's freaking working. And had McCollum playing off ball like when you play with Lillard, so it's just a. I mean, it's been the recipe for sure. They've been a fun team the last month. Like I said, and all the random people just stepping up, hitting shots has been it's been good. I like the Pelicans, especially if Zion comes back. It's scary. Yeah, I like what they're building over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the Pelicans take on the Knicks at home, and then they travel to Minnesota. That Knicks game does not matter. The Knicks will be resting. They can't get caught, and they can't catch Cleveland in the East. That Minnesota game, and we want that team now, that Minnesota game is actually massive. Because as of now, literally, New Orleans has a game over Minnesota. But this Minnesota team in Minnesota now, the Minnesota ends with the Spurs, and then they play the Pelicans to finish off the season. That is a huge game. Huge game. How are we feeling about this Minnesota team? And I, I want to say I need some either one of y'all or tell me that I'm in. I'm the, I'm I'm correct in this thinking. I've seen a lot of people say that. If Minnesota get in, they could make a run. I have no fucking clue what anybody's talking about. I I don't. I have no stock in this Minnesota team at all. What do you think, Dolan? Uh, I really like McDaniel's. I think he is going to be massive come playoff time because he's going to take on a number one option of whoever they face, and I think of pretty much anybody league wide. I would I would trust him amongst probably you know top five perimeter defenders. So uh, that's actually my biggest like takeaway with this team is I think he can actually, nobody's going to stop the Kawhi Leonard's and, and LeBron's and stuff like that. But if anybody can slow him down, I think it's McDaniels. I think he's an absolutely terrific defender, um, almost game-changing perimeter defender, which we don't really talk about perimeter defenders quite like that. Um, getting Cat back is significant, but you know what have we ever really seen from him in the postseason? I do think, and this is purely hypothetical opinion, um, Anthony Edwards feels like a guy that can go and make some noise in the playoffs by himself. Like he's he's got that dog that we that we uh, refer to here and there. Uh, I could see I could see Edwards kind of stepping up come postseason a bit and taking matters into his own hands while Cat kind of hides in the corner, you know, the fetal position. That's the way I envision him come postseason. Um, <laughs> You know, with all of that said, um, I I don't see too much. I, I don't really love relying on Cat. I don't think that the Carl Anthony Towns Rudy Gobert four five is a good fit. Uh, I I don't think there's enough here to make really too much noise. But um, I, I do really like what Edwards' potential coming into this postseason. I'll, I'll be very intrigued to see what he does in his I believe first postseason. Um, and then Jade McDaniels, like I said, is, is such a stud perimeter defender. I think he could definitely make games interesting if he can really start to bother the whatever really good player he faces up against. Dylan, how do you feel about this Minnesota team? And more importantly, how do you feel about trading Jalen Brown over to this Minnesota team for Carl Anthony Towns this summer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. I like Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, if, I trust in Brad. That's what Brad wants. Um, but I think you said – can either one of these teams make a run? I don't think so. <clears throat> I do think whoever, whether that be the Pelicans or the Minnesota, if they 
uh, matchup against Denver. I do think either one of them could be an entertaining series when the most of the time the one eight series isn't very entertaining. But I think either one of those would be good. I think Minnesota with their two um, big men down low against Jokic down low could be interesting to see. But um, neither one of them get out of the first round. But could be an entertaining series. Fair enough. I like this. Uh, I like this Pelicans team. I'll be right behind Dolan if uh, if they make it into the playoffs. I'll be right behind him, sprinkling just to get. If Zion them. comes so back, if Zion comes back, Spring. I take back what I said. Let me talk about. Uh, let's go to my favorite team in the league right now. OKC absolutely dismantling by ten, so that it's not as bad as it used to be. Fifty-five forty-five right now. OKC over the Jazz. They're playing then tonight, and then they're at home to the Grizzlies to finish off the season. Feels like they could be very safe here if they get if they get two wins. They win this game, close out against uh, the Grizzlies, who have absolutely nothing to play for. This is a team that's that's taking up that final spot in the play. And how do we feel? And then the main story here is Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Like this. Let's let's. So I mean, we'll 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 rope in OKC with this Dallas talk here. Dallas are home to Chicago and to the Spurs. And I'm gonna tell you something regardless of what happens to OKC, if you're Dallas and you can't beat at home the Spurs or Chicago, I know Chicago will be playing for something there, but if you can't beat either one of those teams, you don't belong in. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I mean, shit, do they belong in in the first place? Yeah, so, right. yeah that's very uh, true. What a disappointment this has been. and it's, it's crazy that they traded the depth and – Kyrie can just very easily walk. And I believe the rumor even came out that he is planning to at least explore free agency. So yeah, uh, deserving. I don't, I don't know what they deserve right now. Um, it's, it's become really interesting over the past three or four ish months. Cause like Luca, since he came into the league has been the league's sweetheart. Like I never heard anybody say anything bad about him. And I, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm kind of a Luca fan, you know, I don't go crazy about him, but I do kind of cheer for Luca low key. Um, but it's it's been really interesting. We're finally starting to see the criticism of of Luca. Like, you know, is he a good leader? Is he a good teammate? You know, what kind of players would fit beside him? If if you can't make Kyrie fit beside you, who is going to fit? Um, and then he even had some really really interesting comments about defense uh, the other day. Basically, his gist of it was, "Hey, I've played pretty much four years straight, uh, considering like international ball and." Uh, you know, postseason plus regular season. He, you know, he, he's played four games straight, or four years straight, just kind of hinting at, I guess his legs are tired is, is what he's saying. So it's, it's hard to go all out. Those are, I mean, that's Jabari Parker kind of comments. I don't know if you guys remember what I'm referring to, but we oh, got yeah. signed to Chicago. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's something along the lines, like I don't, I don't get paid to play defense. I thought those, those are some crazy comments to make from your like, your uh, quote unquote leader. Uh, making excuses as to why he's so pitiful on defense and why he does he's basically not trying that that's i mean that's incriminating stuff dude that that was me, insane to hear i think let me that's tell you crazy quote. my initial my initial reaction to when he said that i was blown away because he's saying that in dallas texas the they will tell you that they think they're the most american place in america it's america's team i those if I'm Dallas, I don't give a shit about who he's playing for internationally. <laughs> he's playing for the Mavs. I don't care if you've been playing three, four years. Yeah. I don't give a shit, especially if you're sitting there in Dallas. And that's I'm not like I'm not knocking 
none of his international duties good for him for making it but what a fucking cop out way of oh i'm tired this yeah this I'm is dead, a dude. crazy quote from a, like a top i mean pretty much consensus <laughs> top five player in the yeah. league like no doubt about it this is a crazy quote to me is it uh to play devil's advocate here i mean if he had sat we'd be like oh what a bitch for taking time off load management you know what i mean like so he's probably in a lose lose, you know what I mean? But I mean, fucking just keep it to yourself. You get, don't don't lose to Charlotte twice, and it's yeah, probably true. we won't be talking about this. Just whatever you do, don't say what he said out loud. I think yeah. the key. Keep it you inside. Can't be a leader and say things like that. That's right. Dylan thought go ahead i could talk about that all day (laughs) same it blew blew my mind but let me i'm gonna go to dylan real quick before i do that i want to read my absolute favorite i sent this to the boys earlier it's one of the funniest things i'd seen mark cuban was getting asked questions uh about the players and he got asked about kyrie irving and he said uh that kyrie irving was the mavs top summer priority and then he was asked about Christian Wood, and he goes, I'm not going to go through every individual player. <laughs> that, that, that is pretty much Mark Cuban saying, yeah, we cannot let Kyrie walk for free after giving up every single thing. What an awful trade this is going to turn out to be, huh? Dylan, thoughts on the Mavs? Um, you know me, I do love Kyrie Irving, but um, I mean, yeah, it was a risk. I mean, everyone knows it's a risk. Like I said, it's, it's similar to the almost Kawhi Leonard trade that happened. Uh, to Toronto it's like you kind of roll the dice and hope it works out and it clearly has not worked out um and it was a gamble and like like Dolan mentioned like it's hard to really point blame at anybody except for maybe the GM Mark Cuban and the owner for making the trade but because they were sitting they were what the sixth seed before they made the trade so I mean they were in a significantly better situation than they are now but I mean, if Kyrie ends up staying and they end up trying this experiment out again rolling it back next year and seeing then maybe it could end up working out like Lucas still young. What is he? 24, 23, 24. So he still has plenty of time to kind of like grow in the game, which is kind of scary seeing where he's at now. If I had to bet money on it and you both know I'm very good at betting. Kyrie. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Ky- yep. Kyrie walks. There he is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Kyrie's going, he's going to hang out with his buddy, uh, LeBron or KD. I mean, that's, this Dallas thing has been wild. Again, don't lose to the Hornets twice, and you're probably probably not talking about yeah. right, Dolan. I mean, if you don't lose to the Hornets, yeah, those two, I, they're absolutely yeah. they're they're Crazy. they're tied for the ten seed right now. Win one of those two, they're you know, at least a game up. So, uh, massive massive losses first. And I mean, this is this is the Dennis Smith led Charlotte. This isn't even like <laughs> Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre. Like, this is, needs to be said. The what, Dennis the Smith Junior. Uh, from Kansas v. Um, Mala blah 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 blah. Mikai look, yeah. Detroit legend. Uh, uh, yeah, Detroit legend. <laughs> right. uh, Kansas legend. Uh, so, I mean, pause, this- pause. I I know that this is not a Detroit podcast, but I had a a very close friend of mine when we traded for Svi Mikai look. He texts me, he goes, "Hey, dude, Svi's actually a dog." I, the most unbelievable shit that was being sold to me as a Pistons fan is 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 wild. We're in such a better spot. Let's get the fuck out of the before we leave the Western Conference and the playoff picture. Let me hear it, boys. As of right now, this is going to change next week because we're going to tune in next week because we're going to give our full playoff predictions once everything's set. Right now, what you got telling you Western Conference Finals? Who we got? Let me let me run through it real quick. You've got Denver in the first and in the one seed. You've got a possible matchup in the play-in turn, which I'll get to in a minute. Denver in the one seed, Phoenix at four, L.A. Clippers at five, Sacramento at three, Golden State at six, Memphis at two, playing the seventh seed. 
Who do we think is coming out of there? Dylan, go ahead. I've got to ride with Denver because I've been saying it for the last like two months, but it looks like they're going to end up having to play Phoenix or the Warriors if they end up being succeed. But I'll go, I'll say Golden State stays at six. I'll say Denver, Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. I want to say Memphis and Golden State in the Finals. I would love nothing more than a Golden State and Pelicans Western Conference Finals. I, a lot needs to happen for that to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the way it is. So give me Golden State and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Dylan and I have a dinner bet. If the Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals, I buy Dylan dinner. The moment the Nuggets get knocked out first round, Dylan (laughs) has to buy me a nice steak with all the fixings. Let's move on. Uh, End of season awards, boys. We're going to talk about MVP. Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, Coach of the Year, and then Dylan wants to talk about Executive of the Year for some reason. <laughs> Let's start with the MVP, though, boys. Dylan, well, I'm going to let you take this one first because you probably have the uh, the strongest argument here for who you want to win. MVP, Dylan, who, who should it be? And why should it be Jokic? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out, fellas. This, this has been a, a really fun show. Uh, no, I mean, I think... I think Joel kind of sealed the deal with that 52-point performance. I think I think it's all set. I mean, he's minus like 600 on books right now. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable leaning towards what the books are, are saying on this one because I'm trying not to let my bias kind of get in the way. We've talked about this a lot over the past two weeks, this being the third. So um, I'm willing to make this fairly quick. I, I think Joel's the MVP. I think he uh, – I think it kind of got sneakily close – at this time last week, but um, I think he pulled away. I- I'm pretty sure he locked it up with that Boston game. I agree, Dylan. I've got I've got Embiid as my MVP this year. I think he's going to win it. I think that they're going to look at recency bias with Jokic. He's won, tw- won two of them already. They're just going to give it to Embiid. What do you think, Dylan? You think Embiid gets it? Or do you think we get a shocker with Giannis? It seems like the bookies. Do the bookies have Giannis second now, Dylan? What do you think he's going to win? You think it's Embiid, or you got somebody? Else? I think I think it's got to be an Embiid. Um, yeah, I think. Th- I don't want it more than anything. I think Giannis should be in the discussion more, but I mean, I've listened to countless MVP debates the last week and they, everyone has Giannis still at three. I think he should be higher up. I think what he's doing is crazy. Best record in the league, but what Embiid is doing is crazy too. So I'll give it to Embiid. So this is, so we actually can't bet MVP in Virginia to my knowledge. Um, So I had to look this up on like on the actual internet. Uh, and supposedly Joel is minus 1,000 on FanDuel, and Antetokounmpo and Jokic are plus 1,200, both tied for second, third. So That's interesting. Um, you know, it, it seems pretty much locked up, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely be pretty excited. It's something I really, really wanted last year for a reason I kind of care significantly less this year, but I'll, I'll still be re- really excited for Joel. Yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, like like I just said a moment ago, I I I, I second Dylan and Dolan's thoughts here. I mean, Joel's, I think he's pulled away here at the end. Uh, that fifty point game probably separated it. Giannis has been sitting a little bit, so and and Jokic has won it twice. I think in, in the NBA there is a recency bias. That's just the way it is. We don't need to talk about much anymore. Joel Embiid, your league MVP, does it equal rings? Oh, no. Ask Jokic. Let's talk about defensive player of the year. Ask Jokic. That's right. That's damn right. That's good. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Let me start with Dylan. Dylan, do you have a uh, favorite for you for defensive player of the year here? Um, 
I'm torn between two. I probably I honestly probably go Jaron Jackson Jr. What is he averaging three blocks or close to it? That's like the highest I can recall someone averaging per game. So I gotta give it to Jerry. Dolan, who you got? Um, I'm actually gonna go Brooke Lopez. That was my second one. I, I was torn between those two. Let me give you mine. Brooke fucking Lopez. Let me tell you why it's not Jaron Jackson Jr. Because the guy fouls out every fucking game. <laughs> you can't you cannot be the amount of times I've lost, and this is a personal for me, the amount of times I've lost Jaron Jackson bets because this guy's fouled out because he can't stop committing fouls the first two minutes of every single game. It, on it, to be honest though, without my bias. Brooke Lopez, man, you look at the way this guy has transformed. When I got into the league, Brooke Lopez was on the magic, and he was like the next Dwight Howard down there. He was a back-to-the-basket guy, and now you're seeing Brooke Lopez. I don't know what he's shooting. Dolan might know. I don't know exactly what he shoots from three regularly, but he, he when he when he's out there and he, and he pulls up from three, you're not yelling no. You know what I mean? I mean, it, you're feeling comfortable if he's open. Exactly. And this was not a guy when he came in. I just feel like he's changed his game so much since he came in. And he was looked at as one of those guys, I felt, you know, back then when he was, you know, thought about getting traded to Brooklyn at the time that just didn't play much defense. But now I think this guy is just the what he brings to this 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 Milwaukee team is so impressive. I know a lot of people are gonna say, you know, it's the best team, one of the better defensive teams in the league, but I just think the way that Brooke has changed his game since coming into the league. Can you know is in a test is a testament to the fact that it's not just the it's not the team he's around. It's also this guy's just a he's just a baller, man. I like yeah. Brook Lopez, man. I feel like he doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, I, I think he, he leads the league in contested shots, which is really interesting for a center to a certain extent because you know not only does he see the shots at the rim, but he also goes out to the perimeter and he he's really good at contesting a lot of those shots too. Which is you know that's why he's starting center, averaging 28, 30 minutes or so. And he only averages six rebounds. It's because, you know, defense is his first priority. So he gets a hand up in so many faces. And I, I think uh, I'm such a, a low-key Brooke Lopez stand. I think he's fucking phenomenal. Man. I, yeah. I, his defense Same. has been so impressive to me pretty much all year long. He, he's, I think he's, I think he's the defensive player. You you watch this Milwaukee team, and he's one of the guys that you just – even if you're watching basketball, you know, you're looking at Brooke Lopez. He's just one of these guys you'd probably look over and just think, oh, he's just tall. But this guy is actually a fucking baller. And this isn't a surprise. I'm not saying this is a surprise for us, but I don't feel like Brooke Lopez gets enough respect as he probably deserves, especially now as Defensive Player of the Year. I believe it's going to be Jaron Jackson. I think Jaron's going to win it because Memphis are the darlings of the NBA for 90% of the season until John Morant, you know, pulling guns out. I'm not mad at you, dude. Go to strip clubs and Do have fun. Want, I've been there. <laughs> dude, yeah, we are not mad at you at all. I don't know why that's such a big deal, but I guess it We've is. We've all pulled out guns at a strip club. We've all done it. <laughs> every, <laughs> Admit it. Every last one of us, dude. Yeah, that's right. So, like, we're not we're not mad at them. Like, go to strip club and have fun, man. But, like, I don't know. I, I, up to, like, 90% of the season, the Memphis was the darlings of the NBA. All this fun, young team coming up. So, I think it's going to be Jaron, but... I think Brooke Lopez, man, give that man his flowers. But let's move on to six man. Dolan, you have anybody in particular you like? Um, so this one I think is actually really interesting. I'll, I'll let Dylan kind of take the lead for the most part here. But I think Emmanuel quickly will win. But I think his stats are quite padded by his starts. I mean, this dude's gone nuts in the games that he started, which is to a certain extent kind of padded his stats a bit. Um, it makes him look a little bit more in, intriguing than Brogdon, who I think has literally started zero games. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan. Pretty sure Brogdon's truly started zero games or has quickly started. I, I don't actually 19. know. Maybe he started 19. 20, 19. I mean, I bet he's averaging 
pretty close to 20 in 22. those 19 starts. Yeah, that inflates his uh, oh, Dylan came fucking crap. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's ready Dylan. to knock out anybody that's not Sam Brogdon. So that's right. Uh, I, I think quickly wins. Um, and I'm not mad at that, but I think you can make a damn good case for Brogdon, and I'll pass it off to Dylan and let him do that. Let me jump in real quick, Dylan. I I, I have I have Bobby Portis just to be different because I felt like Dolan was I'm also going to think it was quickly. I, I like Bobby Portis. I don't. I think Bobby should be second. I don't think it should be quickly because I agree with Dolan. I think this is a big thing that people are missing out on. A lot of quickly start. A lot of his points. A lot of his his averages are because he's started a couple of these games and he's done well. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But he's also gotten hot at the end. the The two men who I feel have been the most consistent is Bobby Portis and the man who I I think should win it. But the man that is should definitely win it. Dylan, why is it Malcolm Brogdon? So, I mean, you guys both kind of touched on it. I mean, Mayo quickly started 19 games, and I had this stat pulled up. Let's see if I can find it. And it was showing how his stats when he um, starts and when he comes off the bench, but I can't find it right now. But it was like – it wasn't even close. Like his – I mean, 19 starts is a lot of starts to win six man of the year. It's – it's yeah, it's a lot of starts to win six man of the year. And I think I think six man – to me, this I could be wrong. I think it's a different. I think Emmanuel quickly is in the six man. I think he's the backup point guard. I think that's different than being a six man. Bobby Portis and Malcolm. What do you mean? So I think that Emmanuel quickly, he's there to just back up the point guard. So if their point guard's not there, he's going to be in there. Malcolm Brogdon has come off the bench every single game. Peyton Pritchard has more starts than him. Sam Hauser has more starts. Noah Vonley has more starts than Malcolm Brogdon does. So <laughs> does Mike Muscala? Yes, Mike. Yeah, Muscala has more starts too. Yeah, you're saying that Brogdon's role is actually a legit. It's six a six man, man. And exactly, and the same thing. Body Portis, I think Body Portis deserves it more than quickly too. Yeah, I and yes. they're both like once Dolan has the stats up, six man is bringing energy off the bench, and Emmanuel quickly brings energy. Doesn't like if you look at his numbers, they don't touch at least Malcolm Brogdon's numbers when he comes off the bench, and he's great when he starts. I watched him score like 40 points against the Celtics, but he started that yeah, game. Yeah, he had 39. Yeah. Um, yeah, so coming off the bench, he's played 60 games off the bench. He averages 12.3 points, uh, 3.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists. Yeah, so exactly. So it's, I think that it's – and then if you look, like Malcolm Brogdon, his role has been six-man. Like They brought him here, and they were like, hey, you're going to be the six-man. I've heard too. He's like, – every single night, Malcolm Brogdon is bringing the energy off the bench. And I think to me it's a no-brainer. When it comes to if you're just going to give it to the best player, like who's been doing it, man, he's been phenomenal. Like I said, I can't take it away. But starting night, if it was 10 games, it'd be one thing. But starting 19 games is, to me, too much. That's a, yeah, that's 19 a, games a, is a lot of that's games. a quarter of the season. Math. Yeah, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> 19 games is a lot of games, man. And and I'm right there with you, Dylan. I, I, I said Bobby Portis just to be different because I knew you were going to say Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I believe Brogdon should get it. But I don't, I don't understand how how Emmanuel quickly has jumped either one of these guys. To be honest with you, because you're right, I I, I never thought of it that way. You're spot on. Emmanuel's role is to be the backup point guard. Bobby Portis and Malcolm Brogdon are the instant offense. They're now these new for for you know people who, if you know, you know. They're now the new Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams. Those guys were JJ religiously Berea. just JJ Barea is another good one. That's a good one. These are just. Guys that were consistently coming off the bench all the time as as the six man role, and that's what Bobby Portis and, and I, I guess some people come back to that and be like, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't have a you shouldn't need to just be the role of the six man, but if you and just come off the bench. But to your point, Dylan, 
he's 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 started 19 that's a lot of, that's a lot of games that's a lot of games to be starting to win six man of the year i like bobby portis i dolan's got quickly win. i wouldn't be surprised if quickly win it's because he's been the the he's been hot the past couple of weeks and it, it, to end the season but I, it should be brogdon brogdon's the one that, that absolutely deserves has he won it before did he win it with the pacers Mm-mm. he's been a full-time he's been starter, starter for most of his career right yeah interesting all right, let's go over the rookie of the year. I'll let you two go, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll make my uh, I'll stamp my case here. Go ahead, Dolan. Um, this this race reminds me a lot of the good lord. I'm gonna bring up a guy that I can't stand, but this yeah. this reminds me a lot of. I believe I even mentioned this in episode one. Ben Simmons versus Donovan Mitchell nice. in their rookie yeah. years, which was Ben Simmons' second year. So I know that was a big uh, controversy itself, but but Ben was just really really good for the whole season from start to finish. Whereas Donovan started off, uh, I'll, you know, I'll say quote unquote slow, you know, he was still doing okay, but then he exploded late and he was so in your face for the last two or three months of the season. Um, whereas Ben was just c- consistent from day one. Uh, Poalo kind of reminds me of, of Ben in this scenario where he's just been, you know, he's been doing it since the first game of the season. So uh, it, it's hard to let the recency bias here take over and, and pass it over to a, a Jalen Williams or, or something like that, or um, whoever else you have in mind. I think Poalo deserves it. I hate Duke with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I don't necessarily cheer Duke guys even when they get to the NBA, but I don't necessarily hate him either. Um, I, I recognize that. I, I think he's, I think he's pretty easily the rookie of the year, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Dolan. Uh, I hate to just agree because it makes for uh, a boring yeah. podcast, but I don't think it's even much of a debate. Um, I, it's gotta be, uh, Bankero for sure. I've, I've, it's, it's, it's going to be Bankero. I mean, Bankero is the one, you know, to, to Dolan's point there that he's been doing it since the, the initial tip off. But I do want to say, and this isn't a Jaden Ivy thing. It's not a Pistons thing. I think you've seen every single rookie hit a rookie wall this year, which is not, it's not a knock on anybody, but at some point in time, you've seen these guys get stuck and and have off off moments and that's why i it's it's weird to say that if just one of them had stepped up for a, a, an extended period of time this could have been a closer race i really thought 15 what games dolan into the season i thought ben math was going to be a fucking tear and for yeah. some reason he fell off he was terrified to shoot just sat in the corner the whole time but i think i think as a piston the uh, jade and ivy i think he's come in and i I fucking love this kid so much, man. I, I his progression the end of the season has been awesome. Sorry for all you non Piston fans. I don't get much talk time to talk about it, so I'm going to do it here. <laughs> He's not going to win it. Uh, he shouldn't win it either. I don't think so. I think it should be Bankero because he has from minute one to you know now. He's been playing. He's been a he's been a baller. His his lulls have been 15 point games, but Magic fucking stink, man. So it's it it just is what it is. Good on him. He's going to win this thing. I will be fucking hot if Ivy is not in the all-rookie team because there's I, there's not five better rookies than Jaden Ivy. Let's move on. We don't got to hey, sit and talk about it. One one thing, we're talking about rookies. We got to put talk about Keegan Murray. That dude's been awesome in the freaking his role with the Kings. 100%. I mean, shoot. God, it's crazy. Especially at home, man. He averages like two times as many threes in home games that he does away. Yeah, he, he's been... He's been a, a dream beside uh, Sabonis. He's he's a perfect four to Sabonis's five. I think if you look, sorry, Mark, I think if you go look at the because who did he pass? Donovan Mitchell for most threes by a rookie. 
And if you look at the other few names on that list, they're all like Damian Lillard's on that list. And those are all people who have the ball in their hands. This dude is just standing here, catching, knocking down threes all day long. It's crazy. Good, good defensive player as well. I think, again, I think the top end of this draft, I mean, you know, poor Jabari down in Houston. But, I mean, the top end of this draft, you're going to see a lot of studs, man. I, I you, We'll see about Chet. If you haven't, guys haven't seen, he's put on some fucking muscle. Jacked. You guys should see this shit. <laughs> jacked. It's fucking jacked. It, it's, it's fucking, it, it, it is fucking bulking <laughs> season, all season for this boy Chet, man. I'm not coming after him. But, uh, you know, I think you got a lot of, the, the league is in such good hands. I guess at some point we'll talk about this in-season tournament thing and the 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 strength of the league. But it's just all i'm not mad about I, i'm mad that Cade didn't win it last year because that was a fucking joke but <laughs> i'm not mad about ivy not winning it this year because i i it's it's pretty awesome to see all of these young guys coming in and been studs keegan murray's been fucking awesome keegan murray's been so awesome to watch and he has been he's been perfect sitting beside sabonis but we i could literally talk about this rookie class for hours i genuinely i have a lot of love for it i hope ben math comes good because he was fucking awesome for a while he's- this season He's been stepping up lately. He, he has. He figured it back out. Absolutely. I'm hoping. I'm long may that continue because I fucking love this kid, man. Uh, let's go over to most improved player. I feel very strongly about this, but I'll I'll go last. Dylan, you want to start? Yeah, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. Do you want to start? Do you have anybody in mind? Laurie Markin is going to win. I'm passing off to you guys. Talk about it. That's a joke. Let me tell you why that's a joke. Okay. It's 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 right now. It feels like it's up to Lori Markin and, and Jalen Brunson, and I I could not disagree with that more because Markin and, and Brunson were bench players last year, and that's no disrespect to either one of them, but they weren't starters. Markin has been a surprise, and that is that is that is a definite. I understand why everybody is saying that Markin should win this thing. I, I think he should be second. We've said it. We've said it so many times. <laughs> Jalen Brunson has been fucking phenomenal. And I, I sat there and I said, when he, when he signed, I said, this guy's going to fucking... I called Dolan so many times. Sometimes at one in the morning, just being like, what a dipshit move the Knicks did. This guy, this guy Jalen, has, he's been awesome. He's not the most improved player. He's been a very good player, but he's not the most improved player. I get why Laurie Markinen is up there. The man that should win it is Shea. And the reason why Shea should win this thing is because he's raised his points total by seven points playing the exact same amount of minutes. That's that is that is most improved. You, you're gonna it, the more minutes you get on the court with all these NBA players, you're gonna score more, you're gonna raise your field goal percentage, which is what Jalen and Marketing have done. They've been trusted by their organizations to do so by getting them in. And and they've repaid them and good on them. There's nothing wrong with that. But Shea raising up his points total, raising up his field goal rate, keeping his assists with a, a, a there's a lot more emphasis on Giddy this year as well. He's trying to figure it out, but he's kept his assist rate and he's kept his rebound rate at the exact same line as it was last year. Shea Gilgis and this OKC Thunder team are the most, he's the most improved player. I don't think it's close. I do think Markinen is going to win it, and I don't understand why, because Shea is Fifth, he should be fifth in the All Star voting, and this was a team that was coming into this season as absolutely nothing. I think there's way more of an argument here for Shea as the Jazz have come back. I'm over here talking shit. The Jazz have come back at 69-64 for OKC, but uh, I, I I love this kid. This is, I mean, there's there's definite some 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 bias I have for this shit. I fucking love watching Shea play. I love his game, 
I, I, there's a lot of people that call him a free throw merchant. Whatever. I mean, he gets puts buckets away. That's all I care about. <laughs> but he's all he's that he. That's all that matters. He. I just think the way his minutes have stayed the same, his role has stayed the same, and he's raised his level. And to me, that is the most improved player. I love this kid. I hope he wins it. He won't. Markkinen's going to win it, and everyone's going to freak out. Shay, the real ones out here, no dog. So uh, last year, Laurie Markkinen started 61 games. This year, 66. Uh, he averages 25 this year. Averaged 14 last year, and minutes played only went up by four minutes per game. Played 30 minutes a game last year, 34 this year. He's gone up by four. His minutes have gone up by four? Yeah. Okay. Four minutes. But, I mean, and your point, Michael, I mean, honestly, I can see the three of them winning it. I think I like the idea of marketing or SGA getting it just because they're both all-stars this year. And I think that's not that Jalen Brunson was right on the verge of being an all-star. And he's been great. He's a stud. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, I just think what Utah and what the Thunder, I mean, both people, I mean, everyone thought these two teams were definitely going to be in the lottery this year. And they both have been, obviously, the, what the Thunder have done, they're in the play-in. And Utah was in the mix for the play-in up until two weeks ago. So it's like, they were like, I mean, like, what, six games in, they were number one in the West. And it was like a, such a shock. Um, but it was awesome. It was so sweet. Again, yeah, again, this isn't a knock on Laurie at all. This is, you know, like I said, I, I just think, and I think Laurie will win it. I think Laurie has done a very good job coming into, you're 100% right, this Jazz team, this OKC team, they were supposed to fucking stink. I thought this Knicks, Michael Willis thought this Knicks team was going to stink. It wasn't universally known that they were going to stink, but that's, Markinen and Shea have done such a good job of carrying their teams. I, I believe, I mean, Markinen is well deserving of this. I just feel like this OKC team, and I'll get to Mark Dennault in a minute, but I think this OKC team has been, just fucking so underrated, and especially Shea. His 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 performance this year has been wild to watch, and I've loved it. So, what's really interesting about these two teams is, like two weeks ago, OKC started to kind of attack this this ten spot, whereas the Jazz just you know they started rolling out Clarks and they started rolling out Markin, and like they almost kind of played their way out of it. So it's just like I would have loved to have seen Laurie Markin trying to make a push right now for this playoff spot. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe they really are hurt. You know, who am I to say they're not actually hurt? But, you know, odd timing for all of a the sudden these these guys miss basically the rest of the way. I mean, it, it seemed like they didn't want it. They kind of went the Pacers route. The Pacers were right there in the postseason. Then they started sitting Halliburton, Turner, you know, pretty much everybody. They put Heald on the bench to play 20 minutes to play guys like Nes- or Neesmith or uh, Nora and, and stuff like that. So, you know, they kind of look towards their future rather than, than the play in which I sort of understand, but I, the, the gist of it is like both of these teams were in the same position pretty much two weeks ago. And uh, they kind of took different routes. Whereas OKC, they had, they had SGA actually ruled out for a huge game like a week ago. And then they're like, ah, oh, fuck that. We're actually going to play his ass. And they did. And they, I believe they won that game. And uh, you know, and here they are with a, a pretty damn good chance to make that 10 seed. The Jazz probably could have made just as good of a push for it, but uh, they, in a sense, they elected not to. Yeah, they're pushing right now this OKC team to the brink. I mean, they're coming back on them. So, I mean, good on the Jazz. It's going to be interesting coming down to the end. Uh, Let's go over Coach of the Year. I feel it's going to be Mike Brown, right? Yeah, it's Mike Brown. Uh, Yeah. I don't. I don't think we'll find too much of a disagreement here, Mike Brown. I don't. I. I. I have. I have. Again, I have Mark Danault should be getting talked about more. I think this OKC team as a whole should be talked about more. It's going to be Mike Brown. I mean, you know, 
we're lighting the beam all day long in Sacramento. They haven't let the beam this much ever. And the 16 years, right? You know, Judy's been there 17 seasons, watched no playoff <laughs> basketball. And now she's finally watching some playoff ball. So shout out Judy, shout friend out of Judy. the show. But it's it's going to be Mike Brown. You're going to get no arguments from anybody here. I just, again, I'm going to keep pushing. I just think this is OKC team, man. No Chet. The way that this team is, is, has gone is, is, is a good team. But good on Mike Brown. Good on Sacramento. Is this team going to do anything in the playoffs? Hope so, because we have a ticket out for them to win it all. <laughs> yeah, but probably not. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably see. not. I mean, Most likely not, and that's okay. Coach of the year is Mike Brown. So Yeah, yeah, this one, this one's pretty easy. Yeah. Dylan, executive of the year, who you got, dude? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fuck yeah, all that. Brad Stevens. Uh, yeah, we don't, don't give a shit who you have. <laughs> Dylan, you want to do? Uh, you want to jump into this? Uh, don't know if this is going to be a weekly segment or anything, but it's going to be a little this or that thing. I presented a couple things last week. Dylan's going to present them this week. Dolan and I are going to debate ish on them. Start us off, Dylan. All right. Um. So let's see. I got a few here and try to figure out the ones I like the most. Let's do because we we touched on both these teams a little bit. Right now, you could choose to be a fan of one of these two teams. Would you rather be a fan of the Jazz or the Pacers? Uh, the Pacers. I don't I'll, I'll let me let me start though. I'll, I'll the Pacers because they they have how long is did you know how long uh Miles is under contract for? I don't actually. So if they if he's if he's if he's under contract for a while, I feel I if if I remember correctly, and I could be dead wrong on this, I feel like because Dylan and I have talked about Miles uh, to to a a unnecessary extent on the phone, but Miles is a I think he's got a tradable contract, and I I think it's around for a while, uh, and that's a piece that people will definitely want. I think this Pacers team is a lot of fun. I fucking love Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's awesome to watch. I don't think the Jazz are legit. I don't. Kelly Olynyk, I feel, I feel like I think he can walk for free this summer. I don't think Jordan Clarkson's going to stay there. I don't really know what Laurie Markkinen is. Is this a one-off or not? I, I, there's more faith there with the Jet. I mean, with uh, with the Pacers than with this Utah team. There's a bit more depth there in, in Indiana as well. I'd rather be the Pacers. I feel Dolan. What did you did you find out how long that contract is or not? I'm trying to see. So. I'm looking at this might be his now that can't be his final year. Yeah, he, he will be an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty five. So he's got one more season, yeah. if I'm reading this correctly. Uh upcoming yeah, he has two years, forty million left on his deal. So um yeah, yeah. So he's unrestricted after the twenty four, twenty five season. Um we actually would like to find some disagreements on these at some point. However, uh, I won't disagree. Uh I think Halliburton is the prize of these two teams. And I, I think generally speaking with young teams like this, I'm, I'm most times going to defer to whoever has the most desirable player, which I think is pretty easily Halliburton in this situation. I think Matherin's uh, potentials through the roof. And uh, in this period of time where they've <laughs> quote unquote tanked, I guess, out of the playoffs, uh, they've seemed to find some really interesting players. Jordan uh, Nora was pretty decent on the bucks whenever he got a shot, but he never really got a shot. He went over there. Um, he's, he's played some really good minutes. Uh, Aaron Nismith, Nismith, he was uh, drafted by the Boston Celtics, never really got a shot, went over there, got a shot, played really well. Uh, yeah. Um, Andrew Nemhard was Gonzaga's point guard just last year. I think they drafted him with the 31, uh, 31st pick of this year's draft. Um, when Halliburton sat 
him and TJ McConnell have held it down. And I think he's got a lot of potential. So um, I like the potential a lot more there. We know who Jordan Clarkson is. Um, apparently we don't know who Laurie Markin is because this year blew my fucking mind. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the all, all around personnel, I'm, I'm going to go Pacers. I do like what uh, the Jazz have in Abache and Walker Kessler. I think Walker Kessler is going to be a huge, huge piece for them for a long time. And a very great defensive center, but uh, it doesn't change the fact that Halliburton's the prize of these couple teams. And um, I really like the young talent that they've found slash developed in Indiana. And uh, if they can hold on to Turner beyond this contract, then they have something pretty interesting brewing. All right. Yeah, I picked I picked those two teams because I thought they were in a very similar stage in their franchise right now. So that's why. Next one, you are Wimbenyana. Do you want to get drafted by the Rockets or the Spurs? That's a good one. Uh, Michael, I'm going to take this one. Uh, I'm going to go Spurs because if Greg Popovich can survive coaching this year, he ain't going anywhere. There's no way that they're going to take a guy, you know, in, in this hypothetical situation. They, if they get the number one and they go win Binana, there's no way 70 whatever year old Popovich put up with this year to leave quickly. So you, you get to go uh, be coached by arguably the best coach of all time. Uh, rather than Steven Silas and the absolute disaster rocket. Small side uh, note. I have small no side point. note. I've heard a lot of rumors, a few of them, of Nick Nurse to Houston this offseason, by the way. Interesting. He can join James Harden, apparently. I'll uh yeah, I'll uh let me jump let me jump in here, Dolan. I uh obviously piston fan, hoping to get the number one overall pick, hoping not to drop two, three, four, or five. But for the sake of this conversation here. If I'm Victor Wimbanyama and I like basketball and I like the NBA and I watch the NBA, there's no fucking way he has watched this Houston team and thought, yeah, I'm I'm the missing piece there. There's no way anybody has watched Houston and thought, I want to be on that team. There's no way. So if it's it's for me, it's San Antonio. And if I'm I'm gonna give you one, I don't I have not read this anywhere. This is just my thought process. Uh, if I'm the league, I am desperate for the Spurs to get the number one overall pick. I am prepping myself. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think if that was a thing, then there's there's far too much money in this world. Somebody will get paid for it. They'll leak they'll leak this fucking information. Uh, I do think that the league wants the Spurs to get Victor Wimbanyama because I believe they will walk San Antonio over to Texas. And they, I mean, over to Austin, sorry, over to Austin, Texas, and they will be the Austin Spurs. And that'll be a way that they can get Vegas in, Seattle in, have two expansion teams, and relocate a city that would definitely have a face of an organization there in Victor Wimbanyama. But if I'm for this argument, if I'm Victor, no fucking, do not send me to the fucking Rockets. That would be miserable. Give them James Harden. Give them Nick Nurse. I don't know if that does anything for them, but I do not want to go to Houston if I'm Victor. You know, it's so funny because I think I would pick Houston a no-brainer to me. I think the talent is better there. Um, and you guys keep talking about, like, them. to me, it's a culture, and you get rid of the coach, and it changes the culture. So it's like, I know you guys, like, have, haven't have said anything negative about uh, Silas, but, I mean, I think just – resetting the culture will make a big deal make a big difference and if that's nick nurse i don't know but apparently what i was listening to is nick nurse is really good at developing and growing the young talent so where 
Yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen him. He developed Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Yeah, And OG. I guess that's... Did he did he did he develop Pascal Siakam or was that my boy I think Casey? That, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, he he definitely was around while these guys made their their push into For what sure. they are now. It it is. I, I, I was a little short sighted there to deny that initially, but yeah, he, yeah, he probably was the guy. And that he's fairly. Responsible. He also won a champ. I know this is very minor, but he won a championship in the G League. So they say that he's really good at dealing with the immaturity because of that too. I I think this Houston Houston's had problems for a couple seasons now there's always something for the past three years that have come out of houston where it's been fucking weird so i don't know i i don't know i would not want to go to houston right now they definitely need somebody if nick nurse is going to be that guy that dylan's saying to change that culture over there good on him best of luck to him because i mean that you talk about the bulls being one of the worst teams in the fucking league you wouldn't want to be them i don't know if i'd want to be green solid i they got a fun they got a fun when it's clicking that team is that team can be fun but it's not clicked nearly as much as it should be this season. But anyway, go ahead, Dylan. All righty. My next one, we're going to do uh, kind of like an all-time thing. So you have the number one overall pick. The top two pros- prospects are LeBron and Michael Jordan. This is no accolades, oh. not who's better all-time. Which basketball player do you want on your team right now? Today's NBA. I want to be clear with that. It's today's NBA. No, I want LeBron James. I'm not even... When when I was uh when I was eighteen years old, I said it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. I know you said in today's NBA there's no accolades behind it. Uh can't can't separate that, unfortunately. This is the greatest basketball player of all time. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I want LeBron James on my team. LeBron James passes the ball. He could easily average a triple double. Chooses not to. I say chooses not to, but you know what I mean. Like there's a bit of banter in there, but not really. Give me LeBron James all day long. Give me Mike, dude. Can you imagine what Michael Jordan? Yeah. Can you imagine what Michael Jordan could score in today's NBA? Imagine oh. Michael Jordan going against the fucking Rockets uh, tomorrow. Could you imagine? Uh, so yeah, I, I I gotta take Michael here, dude. This I would love, absolutely love to see him in in present day NBA. Awesome. All righty. So I'm going to do one more. I have a few here, so I'm going to try to pick one. Hey, pick a number between one and four, Michael. Uh, three. Nice. All righty. Um, today, you get to you have the option of building your franchise around either one of these two players right now. Both, to me, have very, very similar histories. Each have one championship. Each have a serious history of injuries would you rather have anthony davis or Kawhi leonard uh damn um i would rather have i would rather have anthony davis but i'm not happy about it if i'm honest it, it, if you're getting it's weird right because they're you're looking at both of them i don't want to talk too much because then dolan will have nothing to say but you're looking at you know Kawhi early days in san antonio i mean this was a this was the cloud I mean, this was the guy, man. You know, Anthony Davis so sitting over there in New the Orleans, brow. like the claw on the brow. This a, <laughs> yeah, this was the this was a fucking dog, and it's just it, for some reason, and maybe it's unfair. And then I'll let Dolan take over. May, I do think this is unfair. What I'm about to say, it just it feels like Anthony Davis's injuries are just from his body, and Kawhi's is just him sitting out. And I know Kawhi has an Achilles tear. It just feels like Kawhi is the face of load management. 
And that's why I'm going with Anthony Davis. Go okay. ahead. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, I I respect that. I'm gonna go Kawhi. We've seen him take a team and win a championship as a number one option. Um, you might, you know, you might be able to say AD was the one A of that team that they won on, but I, I wouldn't even necessarily go there. I'd still call him one B. Um, I, know, I would too. I've seen Kawhi take. Honestly, not that great of a team. Uh, past some really fucking good teams, go win a championship. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, you have. Your- <laughs> 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 I gotta regain my composure. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate you both so oh, much. Um, but yes, uh, I don't feel like repeating myself. Uh, Dolan's going Kawhi. Yeah, Dolan's yeah. going Kawhi. I'm going <laughs> Anthony Davis. Those are two. That's a, a very good point. What Dolan said is that. We've we've literally seen it. No banter. We've seen Kawhi take a team as a one. I don't think Anthony Davis was the one A for that Lakers team. He was phenomenal in the bubble. People are gonna say it's the bubble. It's a weird time. It's hard to say anything. I'm not. I don't. I hate getting into that conversation. No, I don't even talk about that shit. I could care less. I I, everybody dealt with the same shit in the bubble. Exactly. I Mm -hmm. I could care less. I'm just. It's. I, I. I've got Anthony Davis, but I. I fully see why you would want to go Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, he averaged 30 and a half points on the way to a, a championship for Toronto. Crazy. Crazy, man. Cool. I mean, I have some more, but we'll save those for next time. So we're good. Sweet. We're going to dive now into the second ever post-up parlay. If you missed last week's, I think we uh, we had to scramble around because the boys weren't ready. We had to find something that missed that meshed together. Dylan's uh, Gobert boards hit. Dolan had Andrew Nembhart points over hit. I took Trey Young. Originally had Giddy, but we couldn't do all that in the same uh, parlay. That would have hit. Hilariously went Trey Young. Uh, also the same night. I, I said it on the pod. You guys couldn't hear this, but we had to pause. We had to do some digging. And I literally said out loud, I think I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. And that was the night he blew up in points. And I said, no, nah, I'm going to go Trey Young. And Trey gave us like 10 fucking points. So, the second ever post up parlay is going to be Kyrie Irving to- over points at 26 and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Bridges over 27.5 points. I'll go Jalen Green over 24 and a half points. So all of those lines currently are minus 105 on DraftKings. If you parlay them all together, that gives you a plus 644 parlay. We're slightly mm-hmm. strapped. Uh, mm-hmm. Handle's mm-hmm. not offering lines. However, DraftKings is. So um, that's our parlay. We got Jalen Green over 24 and a half. Michael Bridges over 27 and a half. Kyrie Irving over 26 and a half for the post-up parlay. Post-up parlay, two. number two. Take it with the boys. If you hit and win, take those screenshots. Send it over to at the post-up boys on Twitter. That's it for the show. Solid show, fellas. Good stuff. Number three? Yeah. Number three, baby. Yep. Let's go. Fucked around. Made the greatest show of all time. That's just the way it goes over here. You're Uh, welcome. Before we go, some quick... Yeah, you're right. You're welcome. Before we go, some quick uh, thank you, some quick plugs. Thanks so much for everybody from listening to last episode. We are available every... Well, we're available on Apple and uh, Spotify. I was going to say everywhere, but we only do Apple and Spotify for right now. Possibly more later on if we can figure it out. We're, We're still learning. Apple and Spotify, come check us out leave a review subscribe that would be awesome come also follow us over on twitter at the post up boys 
Solid time over there. Thank you so much to Gold Boys for helping us out. Dylan, where can the people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at, at DillBond00. Calling all Celtics Calling fans. All go follow Celtics that boy. <laughs> Dolan, everybody knows where to follow you at. At Ryan Props with yes, a Z. With a Z. Yes, <laughs> Douche. Z. And you can follow me <laughs> at Carefree Willis on Twitter. Appreciate everybody for listening. Wait, Thank you guys wait. so much. Ooh. I got to say one thing. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, all right. I feel like after listening to the last episode, for all you listeners that are still here, after listening to the last episode, Michael and I give Dolan a lot of crap, but we want to make sure y'all know Dolan sucks. And I'm a big Falcons fan. And the year after the Falcons lost that Super Bowl, six months every day, this fool texted me memes. So, Everything we give him, he freaking deserves. Just wanted to let y'all know that. Yeah, These are accusations. Uh, I don't think we can buy into any of this. So there's zero proof. If Dylan wants to pull up his phone logs and show us, uh, that's perfectly fine. Otherwise, he's talking out his ass right now, and these are accusations I won't stand for. I'm a great friend. Go south. Uh, I, I, we have, we have all known each other since um, Dylan and my junior year, Dolan's senior year of high school. We've been close ever since. I told this on the first episode, but every year we all we get together quite often throughout the year. But definite once a year in some random point in August, uh, us three and another friend shout out Patty, Nate McCullough, all f- all four of us get together and go out. So we are all very tight. Uh, if you want to know any of Dol, we know everything about each other. Truly, uh, I'm very close with. We're all very close to each other's families. If you guys want to know all of at Ryan Props's burner accounts, hit me up. I'll tell you which ones are his and which ones aren't his. Uh, I see his shady shit that he's doing out there on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, you all, for listening. Well, come check us out next week. We drop every single Friday. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Later, guys. See y'all next week. Really <laughs> see ya. <laughs>